On today's episode, what resolution has the Temple Student Government's Parliament passed? Then, what resources are available to help student parents in need? From the Temple News, I'm Olivia Hall, and this is Reprint. Temple Student Government's Parliament has only passed one resolution this year so far, and is currently working on four other resolutions. Some resolutions in the works, if passed, could help make campus more accessible with those with disabilities and more friendly for the environment. Back in August, Townley Sorge, Parliament Speaker and College of Public Health Parliament Representative, set a goal of passing up to 12 resolutions by the end of the school year, but that has since changed. Sorge said, But I, I'm happy with whatever number of resolutions we can put out. Um, I, I would rather have quality over quantity. Um, be that, you know, it, it, it can be annoying how long resolutions can take just with how bureaucratic of a process it is. Um, but I just really like that we're getting our resolutions informed by administration and then reaching out to students directly and getting their input. So I would be content with even just six resolutions because I know what we have right now, the resolutions that are in the works waiting to be voted on again. They're all really, really strong. They're amazing resolutions. I'm here with Maddie Sterner, a staff writer at the Temple News, to discuss how these new resolutions might affect the university. Hello, Maddie. Thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> so let's start off. What was your reporting process like with this story? So um, I wrote two stories for the Temple News before I was on staff. I was a freelancer before, um, and they were both about TSG because that, I'm also the Temple student government beat reporter for the Temple News. So I do, I'm do. i more specialized in TSG, which is why I have this story. Um, so basically, Fallon gives me the slug, and I interviewed Rosalie Banks, Townley Sorage, who's the speaker of Temple Student Government Parliament, and um, Rohan Kadaka, who is the multicultural representative for Parliament, and I interviewed them, asked them some of my questions that I had, and they just, you know, answered the, my questions. I also worked with a freelancer who was really great on the story. Um, it was my first time, like, not like managing a freelancer, but like having somebody to work with when it wasn't me being the freelancer and working with Fallon. So that was like super interesting for sure. No, definitely. It's like your first time, like, I guess like heading the story. Yeah. <laughs> so what was one resolution that has already been passed? So one resolution was the 2021-2022 tuition freeze, which Temple University ended up raising our tuition. So I don't really know... Um, what I guess I should probably explain. So it's not that they, it's basically like the resolutions are recommendations for Temple University. They get signed by um, the TSG president and then he has meetings with everybody who's higher than um, them, the president, the dean, all of them. Um, and then they decide whether they can, you know, what they want to do with it. So that was the only one resolution that has been passed so far in the 2021-2020 school. 2022 school year, sorry. Yeah, uh, what resolutions are in the works right now? Okay, so the first one that I, the first one that they gave me was um, moving like the offensive protesters off of campus. So not like off campus, but the guy who stands at the bell tower or the, <laughs> the, uh, the yeah. people who were um, 
during the fall semester outside of SAC with those like like religion signs I think they were um basically moving them so where there's like not as high foot traffic so not by the bell tower not by the sack um just so I know like for me like it was like super because the students were like standing around which like they were protesting like I understand and um some students like had to walk around or like even in the street and like that could like be a little bit dangerous for people so just moving them off um like with no higher foot traffic a second one is um, pushing the university to reduce plastic use. So pushing restaurants to offer um, like the sippy cup lids kind of. I know like that's not like the proper use, but like that's what I usually call them, the sippy cup lids. And then only offering straws on a request basis. Um, another one is pushing restaurants on campus to reduce food waste. So um, just having them like sell like additional like food scraps, like food waste um, on the Good To Go app, um, which has been used around the city so far in Philadelphia. And then the final one is um, being introduced where we're going to make Temple, they want to make Temple University a bee-friendly campus by reducing um, pesticide use because um, pesticides, like, they use it sometimes to, um, like, unwanted species, which hurts the bees and doesn't give them a place to pollinate. So that's, like, in the final workings right now. Yeah, those are all in the works. What are some problems that Parliament has faced in passing resolutions? So the main one that... All, all three of the people that I interviewed talked about was um, participation. So right now, Parliament needs 16 to 17 votes to even pass a resolution to get it into like the talking phase. And Townley Sorridge herself said that they only have like nine to 10 really active participating members out of 25. So as you can see, they're kind of gridlocked in a way where they can't really do much because people aren't being active enough where they can get the 16 to 17 votes to even like start the resolution process. Yeah, and are there any openings for new members of parliament? Um, parliament is always looking for new members. <laughs> um, they, uh, Rohan Kadaka said, please, please join. Um, there's obviously the application closed on February 14th and we're waiting for um, an, another story that's coming out um, for the candidates that will be coming out. So hopefully people ran then. If not, Rohan Kadaka said maybe there will be a summer application because they're always working during the summer um, where people could apply and run for parliament. So please run. Um, it's not as scary, I promise, <laughs> as it might sound. Lastly, what was your biggest takeaway from reporting on this story? I, I honestly participate. Like, I, I, I'm a poli-sci major, too. So, like, I love, like, politics and that side. But honestly, like, participation. Like, that is, like... For me, I was like, wow. Like hearing that, I was like, wow. The nine to 10 members out of 25 that are um, like actually participating, like that's, that's kind, of, kind of crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a look at how student parents can find help. According to a recent report from the Hope Center of College, Community and Justice, college students who are also parents experience a lack of basic needs insecurity. The Hope Center also found that the insecurities disproportionately affect both single parents and minority parents. Senior sociology major and mother, Christiana Hassan, says, Because when you really think about it, if I'm suffering from basic needs insecurity, I'm not able to provide these basic needs that I lack for my children. So if I'm suffering from um, food insecurity, I'm not able to provide food for my um, children. 
Or think about it like this. If I am able to provide food for my children, but not able to provide food for myself, it's a ripple effect. There are currently different resources available to help Temple students combat these insecurities. I'm here with Monica Constable, assistant news editor for the Temple News, here to fill us in on the situation. Hello, Monica. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So let's start off. What was your reporting process with this story? Yeah, so I started off by contacting the Hope Center, and I was able to get in contact with Ali Cacovella. So she's a senior learning specialist at the Hope Center. So we pretty much just talked about the findings of the survey and, you know, what they did with these results, what the findings. So they basically listed out a bunch of recommendations to aid the support for student parents. And these recommendations are mainly for federal and state policymakers, but it's also for colleges and universities to follow. So all the recommendations are listed in their brief. Um, yeah. So then she contacted me with student parents that could talk on behalf of the basic needs and security that was mentioned in the survey. And we, uh, Brian McGinney, who also wrote the story with me, he talked to these parents and just gained like perspective on their point of view, you know, how they feel about it, what support they would like to see. And yeah, so I looked into other organizations that provided me like information about childcare and funding to student parents, like Campus, which is the Child Care Access Means Parents in Schools program. And I talked to the coordinator of the Young Fathers United program and the chief executive officer for Wonderspring Early Education. And then I just looked into any like scholarships and grants and opportunities that student parents can benefit from if they decide they want to apply to it. So yeah. <laughs> No, there's definitely a lot of good information in this story, and you obviously put the work in to get it all. Yeah, it was it was a difficult. <laughs> it was a lot of people to talk to, a lot of, you know, perspectives that you also want to get into the story. So, yeah. Yeah. So, how many people did the Hope Center survey? So they surveyed thirty-two thousand five hundred and sixty student parents, which is a lot. And even in the study, you can see that they're like they're very high percentages of parenting students who face basic needs insecurity, especially like single parents with young children, their um, percentages were about like 85 to 90. So you can just see that this is like a problem that affects a lot of parenting students. So what were some of the key data they found about needs and insecurities among student parents? Yeah, so they found that Asian, Black, and Latinx parenting students suffer extremely high rates of basic needs insecurity. Um, they also found that almost all single Black and Latinx students with young children are suffering from basic needs insecurity, and that Black fathers are struggling more so than you know most other parenting students. And they don't. This is mainly because they don't receive the adequate um, attention and support. So I talked to Ibn Muhammad about that from the Young Fathers United program, and he stressed this, that there's a lot of programs for mothers, um, parenting students, but you know, black fathers is definitely like underrepresented. So I definitely hope that you know, they can read this and see that the Young Fathers United program is definitely an option if they need that resource. Mm -hmm. Anyway, speaking of the resources, what do each of these resources do for the students? 
So these resources provide like support and assistance to them. It's really to show them that they're not alone. I mean, a lot of these resources provide like networking for them to talk to other parenting students. Um, yeah, and they also just provide support, whether that's in the form of weekly meetings, childcare, and just other resources. Mm-hmm. And lastly, what was your biggest takeaway from writing a story? I would say my biggest takeaway is that student parents suffer like a lot of difficulties when trying to balance school and also, you know, caring for a child. So it's definitely important to bring light to these organizations that they can um, hopefully take advantage of and can receive that support to make, you know, their load a little bit easier. And yeah. Thank you so much to our reporters Maddie and Monica for joining us. You can find the articles in yesterday's print issue of The Temple News and on our online site at temple-news.com. Be sure to check out the podcast on Spotify and The Temple News website. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Olivia Hall and see you next time.